You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by Odyssey Sports Podcast Network, 95.7 The Game. Uh, go follow Mark on social at Mark Granny, Mark with a C, Granny with an I. You can follow myself at Gettings 10 Follow the 415ers at 415ers on Twitter and Instagram. Okay, Mark. Well, you know, to Lamar, to not to Lamar. That's not really the question here. Like, that's <laughs> not the, the the question. Again, is do the 49ers get aggressive or do they remain passive in free agency? And I realize that a lot of this is contingent upon the surgery on Friday that happens to Brock Purdy. But in my opinion, it should not be. Let me preface this by saying I do not believe the 49ers will get aggressive in free agency partially because of how much money they have to spend, partially because how good their roster is, and partially because of the quarterback situation that although people may bat their their eyes at, I think Kyle Shanahan does have confidence in. But they should get aggressive in free agency. That does not mean going out and signing Lamar Jackson. That does not mean going out and signing a big-name free agent for top dollar. The most money they're going to hand out this offseason will and should be to Nick Bosa. However, I do believe that what we saw last year means that there is room for improvement, specifically in the trenches. And getting aggressive doesn't mean you have to hand out a five-year deal. What, what it means is that I would like to see that money that people are hypothetically throwing around the quarterback position be invested into the right tackle spot, be invested into def- to the defensive line, even being invested potentially into a boomer bust member of the secondary. I would love to see the 49ers get aggressive for potential talent that can add to the depth and even the impact at the starting positions across the board. I don't think it'll happen, but to me, where the 49ers didn't necessarily strike out last offseason, I mean, they went out and they got Charvarius Ward. That was a huge, impactful signing. I think that is not likely to happen this offseason, but it should because we can see where the 49ers have struck gold in the past before, and I think it could pay dividends this year, especially if it is at a position of need, which we saw last year in the NFC Championship was on the defensive and offensive line. You know, I'm with you, and I would add to the defensive and offensive line, it's the the defensive secondary as well. I know you mentioned Charvarius Ward, maybe not another top-flight corner, um, but the Niners are relatively weak as well, and we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley seems like it it makes sense, considering the Niners might get a bit of a discount, and they've been According very happy. According to Nick Bosa, he might already be coming back. Yeah, um, but you know th- that that could be an option there. But then the question becomes: Okay, Jimmy Ward, uh, are you going to bring back? You know, who, who's going to be playing safety alongside Talanoa Hufunga? Like that—that's a real question for the 49ers as well. And there are a lot of really good 
players out there that that fit those positions. I mean, you talk about on the defensive line, uh, Javon Hargrave, who helped wreck the NFC Championship game in favor of the Eagles against you just, you know, a month and a half ago or so. He's been really good for the Eagles. He's 30, but if you're talking about a shorter-term contract, that could fit. Deron Payne, even younger at 25, a defensive tackle. He's a free agent from the Commanders. Um, offensive linemen, specifically at the tackle position, the Kansas City Chiefs made a little bit of news earlier last week when they decided not to franchise tag Orlando Brown. He's a right tackle. That would be a fantastic fit. Um, but, I mean, all those guys are going to cost a lot of money. I mean, they're good players, and they're going to demand a, a, a lot of money, and there are going to be a lot of teams after them. So it, it comes back to the question, if you're watching along on YouTube, at the bottom there, will the Niners be aggressive or will they be passive? I I tend to think that obviously they're going to want to get high-quality talent, but I'm not so sure that they're willing to, to shovel out all these gigantic contracts, and, and all these is probably an exaggeration. I'm not sure they're willing to, to even give out one giant contract to one of these top you know, free agents. We'll probably see them you know, maybe get a, a name or two from, from the second tier of free agents, not, not one of those big names that I mentioned. It doesn't seem to be the Niners' way generally – to go after those big talents and be willing to give out big money. Now, we've also talked a lot about how the Niners have kind of changed uh, changed their philosophy a little bit. You and I were both shocked they pulled the trigger on the Christian McCaffrey trade because it, it signaled really for the first time in the Shanahan era a willingness to say, F them picks. Let's go after this. Let's get the star. We have a championship window. Let's try to take advantage. So maybe that mindset is still in their heads and they're still willing to do that and say, you know what? We have a fantastic team. We need to put all of our chips into the middle of the table and take a chance. So maybe this is them, you know, kind of changing their mindset and, and changing the way that they think about building football teams. And maybe we see that this off season, but I'm a little hesitant. I'm not so sure we will see them uh, be aggressive in the sense of giving out a gigantic contract. Maybe they, they make some waves and sign a handful of players, but some lower level free agents. But in terms of one of those big can't miss guys, that's going to get a lot of money per year and a lot of guaranteed money. I'm not so sure that's on the table for the 49ers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, but I think that's also kind of the the needle that they threaded with Charvarius Ward. Now he was making, you know, a, a sizable amount of money for a secondary member, you know, around ten million dollars a year. That was you know not an insignificant contract that they handed out. But a couple of guys at each of the spots that we're talking about that that catch my eye, I would say one of them would be someone that you know, you're probably gonna have to pay the other to me that there are some boomer bust prospects within this free agency agency class. And so if we're looking at 
first the offensive line Orlando Brown is is absolutely one that that I would look at but like you mentioned is probably out of their price range uh the Atlanta Falcons chose not to re-sign a franchise tag Kayla McGeary who was mm. quietly a very good right tackle last year for them and from his PFF grades looks to be pretty consistent or at least is coming off a a good year and might be an opportunity for San Francisco to sign it you know below say, an asking price for Mike McGlinchey, who people are also considering the 49ers bringing back. When you're looking at the defensive line, that's where it gets a little bit more mucky. At defensive end, to me, someone like Marcus Davenport for the New Orleans Saints, who has had really an up-and-down career, even going back to college, would be a guy to potentially look at, along with the Arizona Cardinals' Zach Allen, who they chose not to re-sign and is going to hit free agency. To me, those are two guys that are not big sexy names, but do bring talent to the table and I believe can play quality football if they're not asked to be every down 17-game starters. At the cornerback position, a guy like, I know he's coming off a good year, but he is 33 and potentially attainable, and that'd be Patrick Peterson, who is in his in his prime, pound for pound, one of the best cornerbacks I've ever seen. I know for the Vikings, he was kind of iffy down the stretch. Another guy would be kind of a local product, um, and it'd be Marcus Peters. He's coming off an injury for the Baltimore Ravens. That might be a guy who's willing to take a one-year make-it-or-break-it type deal. And so from those six guys, to me, I, I'm not saying that they'll grab any of those, but to me, those are the kind of profiles that I think the Niners will be looking at and not be willing to, to offer you know, four or five years, but potentially a two- or three-year deal in order to again, just bolster the depth of their team, which we saw kind of break down at the end of last year. Well, yeah, I think that's probably a little more in the 49ers wheelhouse in terms of um, what what they've done in the past. Like you mentioning some of those older veteran guys that have proven that they, they can play great football. Patrick Peterson, Marcus Peters both fit that profile, but they're on the back end of their careers. They've dealt with injuries. No one would say that they're at their peak. Um, you know, generally that was the description for Richard Sherman when he joined the 49ers. Like they have shown that that is kind of what they do. Like it, again, it's not a perfect comparison, but it does seem to be in that same sort of vein. Um, there are other examples as well, not just Richard, Richard Sherman, but I mean, they, they have shown a willingness to go after some, Veteran guys who have proven in the past that they are elite players, but are over the hill just a little bit. You you try to squeeze out one, two more good years max, and maybe you get a Super Bowl out of it. Maybe you get a healthy year out of this veteran who has failed to be healthy recently. And I know it's saying a lot for the 49ers, considering they can't do that for any of their players, but that, that's the hope when you're going after players like this. It's It's similar to... I don't know if if you're trying to make a basketball comparison, like similar to what the Warriors did with Otto Porter in their championship season. You know, a a player who had been a quality player in the past, but has had some down years and his market was down because of injuries and teams generally don't believe that he can put together a full season of, of healthy basketball or in this case, football. So I think that you're right. You're on the right track. That's generally where the 49ers, have made their money in the past. 
and it hasn't always worked, but you know, in the Richard Sherman example, that worked really well. I mean, he was good for the 49ers eager they went to the Super Bowl. Really good. Not at his peak, of course. No. I mean, he, he was playing after an Achilles injury. That's really difficult for a corner. Um, but I, I think that fits more the profile of what the 49ers have shown uh, in the past, in past off seasons. However, there is still part of me, Evan, that is wondering if the mindset, back to the, the McCaffrey trade, if the mindset of Shanahan and Lynch has changed, and if they're willing, may still look for some of those guys. Maybe they sign one of those guys, but then they're still willing to perhaps give out a little bit more money to a bigger name, a more proven commodity, a guy who they can feel more comfortable relying on because they know that they have a team ready to compete. I, I'm not convinced but I wonder if there is still part of the 49ers, specifically Kyle Shanahan, that is thinking that way and, and therefore might be more willing to shell out a few more bucks. Well, in that case, it feels like Mike McGlinchey would be the first guy you'd want to put on the dotted line, right? <laughs> I mean, he's obviously familiar with your system. I know he's not the best right tackle in the world, but he's pretty good. And like he, he's probably looking at a $15 million a year con type of contract. I mean, for as crazy as that might sound to some, like he's... He's going to get paid, whether it's because of the market or not. I mean, look, we we're talking about how ridiculous it was that Derek Carr, Geno Smith, and maybe perhaps Jimmy Garoppolo are going to be making over $30 million next year. That's just kind of, I know this term's been thrown around a lot this week, but it's the going rate for some positions. Yeah. And I do think that if the Niners are, at least how I see it, if they're willing to pay for like you said, a known commodity. I do think they would be more inclined as opposed to other franchises to look inward. And so that might include both McGlinchey and Ward to try and bring both of them back. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, it, it doesn't seem like that's like that's going to happen. I mean, I know we, we've talked about Jimmy Ward's comments as well. Seems like he might be a little frustrated and maybe wants to move on. Um, I saw him recently, I, I think on Instagram, uh, he liked or, or maybe he shared a, a photo to a story of him in a Texans jersey. Uh, maybe he wants to reunite with D'Amico Ryan's his defensive coordinator. Who knows? It does seem kind of read the writing on the wall that Mike McGlinchey's time with the 49ers is up. Um, and if the 49ers are unwilling to, you know, give McGlinchey the money that that he's going to be asking for and that what other teams will be willing to give. I'm not sure that I believe the 49ers would be willing to go out to a different offensive lineman and give them give him the same amount or more. Now, uh, I know a lot of Niner fans aren't the biggest fans of Mike McGlinchey, but everyone in the Niners locker room seems to be gigantic fans of Mike McGlinchey. So if they're not willing to do that, would they be willing to give someone else a similar amount? I suppose, you know, maybe the Niners aren't as high on McGlinchey as they've let on, perhaps. I don't know. I'm just speculating here. But if they let McGlinchey go, Evan, I'm not so sure they're going to turn around and spend more money on offensive tackle. If McGlinchey's gone, it seems like they're trying to save a little bit of money on the offensive line. Yeah, definitely. And and look, they got a lot of late picks coming up. I know that's not sexy to hear, but they have quite a few third through sevenths. I know they don't have any ones or twos, but they have an opportunity and they've shown that they can cash in on those late round chances, whether it be in the offensive line, in the secondary, even the courses we saw last year at the quarterback position. So yeah. I, I do trust the 49ers to make the right financial decision. And, uh, and it looks like they, they probably will.